our customers are fantastic. And I think that the people that end up staying with us and working with us are people that appreciate that interaction, that level of like, we're going to be friends. We're going to have a good time on this journey, right? And our friendship isn't going to end here. So we always have asked for Google reviews and we have a template that we send out to everybody. Like we don't cherry pick. It's not, you know, like, hey, this person sent us an email that said that we were fantastic. Let's send them this review thing. It goes out to everybody. And then that email that we send out straight up asks for the Google review. It links to where they can do it, gives them directions for how to do it, and then also invites them to find and follow us and review us on Facebook if they're feeling extra kind and generous, and then gives them a little celebration of, you know, them and showing gratitude to them too. And it also asks for feedback for what we can do better. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Today on the show, I have Sarah She Sarah's the founder of MintMortgage.me. She was on our podcast way back on episode 49. And honestly, she's one of the most innovative, outside-the-box thinkers when it comes to mortgage brokers that I have ever met. I love this conversation with her. I recommend you go back and listen to the first episode. She's got lots of gold in that one. But in today's episode, we talk about a couple different things. First, we talk about how they have over 500 Google reviews and how that's impacted their business and how they've integrated collecting those reviews in their business and what they do when they get a negative feedback. I think this is very valuable for us. We always want to talk about getting the good reviews, but what happens when something goes wrong? How do you deal with it? Sarah talks about this. She also talks about having to go virtual. She had an absolutely killer customer experience when people came into her office, the way it was all designed and everything. And she's had to shift pivot because of COVID like the rest of us. And she's made some pretty cool changes to that. So I think that's a pretty awesome conversation that we have. And then finally, we talk about her website and how it's really a digital, she thinks of it as a digital welcome mat for her clients. And in the past, when I've talked to her, it's a very simple website, but it's very effective in terms of communicating with clients and helping them find the path they need to be on. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Sarah. I do believe she's actually looking to hire a couple new agents. And so if you're in her area, reach out to her. She's an amazing person. You'd learn a ton from her. And check out this episode. I think you're really going to dig it. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. Well, I said, Shane, welcome back to the show. So you were on one of our original episodes. And I have to say, even trying to get this podcast going, you and I were like, we literally could talk for hours, like just going back and forth with ideas. And so... I know you have a very, um, you have an amazing business, mintmortgage.me, that I've always been impressed with your whole branding and everything you do. And so I got a bunch of questions I want to ask you. And so one of them, the first where I would like to start is, and if somebody wants to get to know Sarah more, you can go listen to the previous episode. I'll put a link to it. But you guys have an amazing customer experience when it comes to like, when they came into your office. I mean, you showed me pictures of your office. It was like, you had every detail figured out, like posters, and it was just like super cool. And now you've had to lose that. So in the last, you know, nine months, you can't meet people. How did you, what was that like? And what was the transition? And how did you able to create a great customer experience without being able to do the face-to-face? Gotcha. Well, I think when we talked before, we talked a little bit too about the website being a digital welcome map, so to speak, and that our physical space was just one touch point, but that the primary thing that we were concerned about was having consistency across all touch points, right? So that experience that you were having, whether it be in person or on the phone or in an email or in a text or whatever, be consistent over wherever you were meeting these people. So losing the physical space, it was a bit of a change, but the principles 
clubs stayed the same. So people were just meeting in different places, right? So instead of meeting in a physical spot, you're meeting on Zoom, you're meeting on FaceTime, you're meeting on Facebook Messenger, you're meeting via text or over the phone. And then you just need to make sure that those touch points remain consistent with whatever it is that you're trying to provide. And a lot of what we try to provide is to create those emotional connections with people and create an overall experience rather than just like a, you know. Okay. So here, I got a question I want to ask you. So I, so so give me an example of how you would create an emotional experience when you used to meet face to face and then what you do now, what's something that you do now just so people can, so they can Uh, go, okay, I get the theory, but bring it down to like. Sure. Okay. So sensory stuff I use a lot. So before when people could come and walk into the building and, you know, if they're huggers, we give them a hug or fist bump or elbow bump or whatever. Now, if somebody is texting me, they maybe can't see the space or feel the space, but I, instead of texting back with like just a text, I'll send them a picture or a little video of me doing something so that they can see me or hear me or see me smile, hear me laugh and send them that sensory experience. Tons of pictures, tons of GIFs. Uh, We also started using music, linking to music a lot. So, uh, and we've used those in our applications as well, our mortgage applications. When somebody submits something, we have a- Okay, give me an example of this. What do you mean by, because I actually, the one thing I love the training business, coaching business, but I would leave it tomorrow if I could sing. (laughs) Because I like, I would be like gone. Mic drop, Scott's out. Because if I could sing, I was listening to a Louis Capaldi- yeah, yeah. His name is it Louis Capaldi. He's this famous singer. Anyways, he's like, I'm like, if I could sing like that guy, man, oh, that would be the best. So, how do you include music in your mortgage applications? Well, I can't sing either. So, although I have from time to time sent something of me singing, most often um, we would send links to like YouTube songs or. <laughs> I tend to speak and communicate a lot with music and song lyrics with my older kids. So it's kind of just a second nature. So if somebody says something to me that reminds me of a song, I'll link that song back, you know, or if somebody is super excited about getting a pre-approval or an approval, you know, that celebrate good times, come on, you know, that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but I'll link, you know, I'll link to that. We use Home by Alexandra and the Magnetic Zeros a lot. That one's a good one. It's kind of... You know what I've used before? So this is... Because I I did this a little bit. Not I'm sure not to the level that you did. But I would take the money and run, you know, by... When somebody like... They get this ridiculous offer from their bank. I'd be like, okay, listen to this. That's what you need to do. I can't help you. Like, you know, go ahead. And they're like, oh, it's hilarious. So you you just try to make the music match the... What the emotion is. Exactly. Or we started using GIFs. Like there's ways that you can make yourself into a GIF rather than using stock GIFs. So you can send people hugs, you can send people high fives, you can do cheerleading jumps or whatever it is that you want to do and make yourself into a GIF and send that. Okay, you have to send me one because I want to see what this looks like. You got to message me one that I want to see. So I will. uh, I'll send you my, uh, this one. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, People can't see that. They can't hear. Yeah. This one that we're doing right now, you can't hear it because we can see each other on Zoom, but you can't hear it. Yeah. So just basically trying to create sensory experiences. We've a lot more started sending people like Starbucks cards, asking if they're Starbucks or Timmy's and then sending them some hot copies to go shopping, which is not new or unique, but we've incorporated it more into our processes. And then a lot of warm fuzzies for the people that chose to work with us already. We took a lot of time to reach out to the people who are already Mint customers and the people who have showed us love in the past and continue to show us love and created some special thank yous 
just for them and ways to say that we love you and thanks for sticking by us. And so, okay, again, can you think of an example? Are these unique for each customer or is it like for a category? My dog is um, not. Well, we try and make it as unique. I mean, obviously, if you're trying to reach a broad spectrum of people, it's really tough to do that. But you can ask for people to engage and we do that a lot. So it's rare that we'll send something out and not ask people to give us something back, right? So it's not just like a, hey, whatever, this is what we're doing and you get a rate, this rate or whatever. And it's usually whatever we're doing is meant to inspire levity, right? Like something that makes you feel just a little bit lighter and not in your face, but just like a, huh, you know, like something that puts a smile on your face and leaves you happier for having done it. And like the most recent one was just some simple, funny swag giveaway and then some cash giveaway as well, but only to people who are existing Mint customers. And we asked them to share their happy moments from 2020 with us. What made them smile? We've gotten everything from one of my favorites was a gal sending us video of her ringing a bell that she's cancer-free and celebrating that. That's cool. Yeah, to engagements, new babies, new boyfriends. We've had even like GIFs, you know, like the number of memes that 2020 generated like that in and of itself is a as a landmine of right. Totally. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then taking the time when they send those to us to send a genuine response back, you know, and seeing some of the names that we haven't seen for a while. What percentage of your business comes from your past clients? Oh gosh. I don't know the exact number. Like I don't, I'm really terrible at tracking numbers and percentages. Scott, like, is not my strong suit, but I would say if I had to throw a number on it, 50 to 60, like it's, right. it's, and not, well, probably even higher if I'm not counting repeat, but more like, just like, Hey, so-and-so told me. So this is 50 to 60% of your business is client referral or like mint mortgage customer referrals. And then yeah. where does the rest of your business come from? Probably like, well, I guess it would probably be the other relationships that we have relationships with realtors. And then that, I think it would still fall into the referral category where people, you know, hey, I work with them, go check them out, right? And if they're not familiar with us, they go look at us. They see us online. They see our social media stuff. Our Google reviews have been a big help for enhancing that trust experience. People do that, right? Like I know anytime I'm like, well, should I do this thing? What's the first thing I do? I Google it. You, you know? look them up. Yeah. Even even if it's a great, somebody that you trust, you're like, okay, yes, great. I should go talk to Sarah. Let me just look her up. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. If those two things are positive, you're getting a call. Yeah. If exactly. they can't find you, then exactly. you're at a significant disadvantage. That's exactly right. But then mm-hmm. what, what I think seals the deal, because then they're like, okay, the first touch, okay, yeah, like this does look right and it is consistent and everything that they're seeing out there is consistent. But then when they pick up the phone, that the experience continues to be that way. And I, you know, will try to be as friendly and as helpful as possible, always grateful for any interaction that we have with somebody and grateful that our phones are ringing and that people are emailing and making sure that we're letting people know that we're grateful for that. And then I guess mostly this past year has been kind of been about just kicking back and finding our groove and having fun with this I hate the whole new way of doing things. And right, the new normal. You want to use yeah, the, the new, new normal. normal. 
yeah, like that. I don't know. I'll be happy when that gets put to bed. But <laughs> when were we ever normal? Like when were we ever normal? Never. Right. right? Like, yeah. Heaven forbid we ever are normal. That would be a tragedy. That would be a tragedy. <laughs> we all look the yeah. same and act the same. Okay. Yeah. So you've had to adjust from having this because you did have a great in office experience yeah. trying to keep that going. I also know that when we chatted last time, like you have a pretty, okay, Google reviews. So let's talk about, I've got yeah. nothing I want to talk sure. about. Talk about Google reviews. You have over 500 Google reviews. You're in a community of only a few hundred thousand people. And so that makes a difference. Like when you, yeah. How did you do it? Or what, like what, I know you're obviously, you're creating a good customer experience, but lots of people do that and they don't get reviews or they get very yeah. few. So well, what's the, how, how are you doing it? Our customers are awesome. Like our customers are fantastic. And I think that the people that end up staying with us and working with us are people that appreciate that interaction, that level of like, we're going to be friends. We're going to have a good time on this journey, right? And our friendship isn't going to end here. So we always have asked for Google reviews and we have a template that we send out to everybody. Like we don't cherry pick. It's not, you know, like, hey, this person sent us an email that said that we were fantastic. Let's send them this review thing. It goes out to everybody. And then that email that we send out straight up asks for the Google review. It links to where they can do it gives them directions for how to do it, and then also invites them to find and follow us and review us on Facebook if they're feeling extra kind and generous, and then gives them a little celebration of you know them and showing gratitude to them too. And it also asks for feedback for what we can do better. So if there's some reason that they can't, that we haven't earned a five-star review, how can we fix that? And not just to get the review, but to Just to fix the pro. Okay, so are you okay? Do you, can you think of a example where somebody gave you feedback and you're like, "Oh, that's something we can." It's a like a little wrinkle in our process that we figured out how to iron yeah. out. Yeah, in fact, absolutely. We had we did have feedback where somebody was like, "You know, it was great and it was awesome and everything was fantastic. Communication was wonderful, but it kind of fell apart like when it was going to the lawyer's office and it seemed like nobody past that really knew what was going on. And then, you know, the lawyer had this thing and the realtor had this thing. And, you know, it kind of, it just seemed like everything kind of broke down at that point and went back and had a look and sure enough, it had, it did. And that was the case. And so we thought, well, what can we do here to, you know, maybe help that along? And not only that, maybe have our relationships with our lawyers be a little bit better so that if things do go sideways on their end, they're talking to us first. Because a lot of times there's, it's an easy fix, right? And maybe it's not our job and maybe it's not the thing that we're supposed to do, but it's the thing that creates a better experience for our customers. And so we do it, right? So as part of our process now, and that was a big part of 2020 was tightening up our processes and really streamlining that and making sure that we were maintaining those higher touch points. Part of our process is that now we have awesome lawyer meet awesome client and we go through the details. Oh, that's clever. Is that what you say? You, you do an introduction of the lawyer yeah. to the client handoff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And regardless of whether the, they know it and the, the feedback from lawyers has been amazing and we outline it in there. Hey, so-and-so just bought this house or we do it for also refinances as well. We have a different template for refinances. Anytime that's going to a lawyer's office, we also, before the day before we send the awesome lawyer, we send out what comes next and we give the client a clear picture of exactly what's going to happen next and make the, whatever connections we need. And then the awesome lawyer email goes out. And in that email, it details they are purchasing this property for this purchase price. 
this is the mortgage amount, this is the lender. We let them know if there's improvements or the first-time homebuyer's incentive is part of it. We remind the clients that they will be paying PST on their default insurance because in Saskatchewan, that's the case. And then we need to say, you know, the realtor is the awesome whoever it is. Give the realtor props and back them up and thank the lawyer for helping the client and let the lawyer know that if they need anything, we're here. And everybody kind of gets together on that email. And then we went back to the customer and said, hey, listen, this is, and worked on the solution with him and said like, hey, this is kind of what we've come up with. Do you think this would have helped? Like, would this maybe have, in your case, made things better? And we developed that email with some feedback from him. Um, And what did he say? He gave us five stars. Right. (laughs) He gave us five stars. And we sent him a thank you gift for helping us be better. Right, so, right. See, this is the thing most people miss. I think this is the, the the beauty of what you do is that it's one thing to have ideas, which, you know, we have abundance of those, but you still yeah. got to execute and you've still got to like, you know, it can't yeah. just be the, okay, give me a five-star review. And the guy's like, oh, your whole, the end process was bad. And you're like, oh, but taking the time to fix it. I love you give the lawyer's reputation to live up to. Hey, awesome lawyer, meet awesome yeah. client. It's like, <laughs> what? I'm an awesome lawyer, right? Because you ever heard the joke, why do they bury lawyers 12 feet instead of six? Yeah. That's a lawyer joke. I haven't heard. But You've it. heard it? Okay. Because deep down, they're really good people. What? Say that again? <laughs> because deep down, they're really good people. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's horrible. I know it's horrible. I have a friend who's a lawyer. If he listens to this, don't, don't hate me, Brian, but it's just a joke. So any case, lawyers, we love you. We're just kidding. It's yes. just a, it's just humor. Okay. That's awesome. So it's one thing to go ask for it. You get feedback. Ask for also feedback to improve. Take yes. the improvement. So this is what you did. You took the improvement and then you went back to the client and showed them. Yes. And so was his forced five-star review a four or three? What was it before that? There was no review. He didn't even give you a review. Oh, so he wasn't giving you one at all. Back and said, yeah. And then, I mean, it doesn't always work. Like we had a customer that messaged back and, you know, let us know where things fall apart and tried to work with them to, you know, find a resolution and never heard from them ever again. They didn't leave anything negative, but we weren't able to. But you couldn't, you couldn't, but you can't, you're never going to win them all, right? You can't win them all. What you said reminded me of something Boris Bozak said to me once before. It's not our fault. It's not my job, but it's my problem. Right. It's not, it's not. And so that's what you're saying. It's not my fault, my job to make sure the lawyers do, but it's my problem. And if I don't take care of it, it's going to be my client's problem, which then is going to just create havoc for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So that's how the story of the Google reviews came about. And we also, as part of our follow up here in 2020, started doing like asking for pictures and videos and stuff because we haven't been able to see anybody or, you know, know what they look like. And we've sent them pictures, we've sent them videos and oftentimes we get them unsolicited, but it actually, we were just talking about it this afternoon because we had gotten an email back from a customer this afternoon. I was like, man, our clients are awesome. Like check out this thing I just got. And it reminded me of another video. A client created this whole tour. Her wife videotaped her doing a whole tour of their new house. And I pulled that out again and watched it again and took the time to email the two of them and just thank them for sending that to me and let them know that, you know, we're still smiling about it after all the time has gone by that they sent it. And I just, uh, as we've been talking here, I just got an email back from them, you know, oh, that's so amazing, blah, 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 blah. And then they also said, hey, my coworker needs a mortgage. Can you call her? (laughs) Of course they do. Of course, right? Like, who doesn't want to work with people like that? That's a, So I love this. So you're basically encouraging by your modeling to them, hey, I'm going to use video and GIFs or whatever, yeah. GIFs, I don't know what you say, and get them and then have them. So like how many people have sent you stuff that have sent you some form uh, of like a ton. You know, video well, picture? 
keep a I keep a special folder in my like email inbox, like it's labeled special. And those are like we get a ton of different ones, but the ones that are in my special folder right now are 89 strong. Right. You know what we started doing? So, because we were getting lots of feedback, as somebody on my team actually collects the stories, we put them into a spreadsheet with links to the pictures or the videos, and they're all categorized so I can find them. So, it's like, remember somebody told us about, uh, and we're like, oh, there's the story. What a great idea. Yes. Like, fantastic idea. Yeah. It's so, it's good. If you, and if you're ever feeling, it's good for two reasons. One, if you're ever trying to think of something for marketing, understanding your customer, two, but if you're feeling discouraged, you go back and you start watching, reading that, you literally, it completely shifts your mindset. You're like, oh my gosh, like I have one client that was terrible. You know, it sucks. I did what I could, but now my whole mindset has shifted because I've went back and looked at all these people who sent these cool things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my team members, she does that. One of her jobs. I mean, you, every week you got to show us what stories you've added to it. And so we like keep adding more and more to the to that list. But yeah. okay. So I love that idea. I want to ask you about because you're you're very technical too. You're very like high touch but high yeah. high tech. Your website is incredibly simple. But when we talked about it before, it's also effective. And so I wonder if it's still just as effective. Or you said you, I love you call it a welcome mat for your customers. So walk yeah. me through that. Yeah, our digital welcome mat. I would say that it is effective. We still get a lot of positive feedback, but it does need some love. And 2020 was tumultuous. We had hoped to kind of do that. You talk about execution, and that's one area where I've definitely fallen short, and it needs some love. But effectiveness, yes, simple, straightforward, easy to understand, I find is always effective. That never loses its charm, especially in the beginning. You know, like if you feel like you need to unravel a few strings down the road and get a little bit more complex as you go down that road with customers. That's great. But up front, simple is always best, I find. And we've kind of stuck with that approach and it's served us well. But there are some enhancements, I think, that need to be made from a customer standpoint there. Having an application that, for example, that you can leave and go back to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like simple things that make the experience better for customers. But the simplified application we get ra- people rave about it all the time. We've still got our rap video in there for our disclosure for people to provide consent for marketing. We've got that in there. So which rap video is this? You can go check it out. If you go onto the website and then just go and just click through to get to the point where you need to provide disclosure, there'll be a little rap video on there because I know I hate when I need to read about 1200 things. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just click to the part where I agree already, you know, like, so... <laughs> Uh, oh, right. I remember this. Okay. Yeah. See, you've got all these, see, you've got all these like, little moments of wow throughout the experience, whether it's in the middle of the application, they go, ha, huh, I smile, right? Like you see yeah. something that you weren't expecting. And I think that's what makes it magical. Yeah, is, um, exactly. So yes, yeah, so we want to keep that. And then we're thinking about creating just some more existing customer specific portals and not so much for technical things like where they can keep their documents and come back or check mortgage details and stuff like that, but more where we can create a community of main customers because now they're kind of spanning all over in different areas. And a lot of times I'll find myself talking to one customer and then being, you know what, you just would love this person, you know? Right. You're like um, a dating service. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you know something funny that's it's funny you brought that up because we started talking about that and we're like some girlfriends and i are actively creating a dating app <laughs> right that's hilarious i've said, said before you should make a dating dating app based on credit score you know it's like <laughs> because usually when people come in like i don't know, maybe you remember this people come in if they both have 500 they seem to be okay with it it's when yeah, one yeah. of them has 500 the other one has 800 and it's like there's a problem here we're gonna have a problem <laughs> 
yeah. we're going to have a problem. So have it. Yeah. yeah. Your credit score match, like, you know, match.com. Okay. So the website and what I love about the simplicity of your website is it really just says, Hey, I need, and then people get to pick, they choose their path, like choose your own adventure. And it's all about them. Like, it's not about, exactly. it's not about you guys. It's not like, look at us. We're amazing. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like they'll discover that, but you don't make it about you. It has to be about them. Everything that you're doing has to be about them. They're reaching out to you for something that they need, not because they want to hear what you ate for breakfast. Maybe sometimes they do. I don't know. <laughs> right. But once they get to know you, maybe, but like, I know what you're saying, but like when I see people go, oh, being in business 25 years, like, bah, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Can you help me with my problem? Exactly. If you can help my problem, I don't care if you've been in the business for two minutes or, yeah. but genuinely show me you understand my problem and then I care. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we covered lots of ground. We talked about how you've kind of made some adjustments for, are you going to go back to an office? I guess I didn't, I forgot to ask that follow-up question. You're going to go back That's to a physical space the, or a million dollar question. That's been tossed around a lot. And I had to tell you, you know, what's that eight ball thing when you flip it? You shake it. Yeah. Yeah. Magic eight ball. It doesn't look good or whatever. Yeah. Is that? That's what it's saying. (laughs) Try again. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll tell you, customer experience has been great. Customer satisfaction is great. I think that not only have we learned to use different ways of communicating and connecting with people, but customers also have been more open to those ways where maybe they wouldn't have been in the past. But now since there's no other way to do it, customers have sort of grown and evolved along with us. And it's been great getting to know people over Zoom and see them and see their cats and their kids in the background and their, you know, Amazon package getting delivered or whatever and sharing in that part of their lives with them has been good. And same thing on our end, you know, if they're on zoom with me and my cats are crawling on my shoulders, they think it's hilarious. But anyway, the point is, I don't think so. I don't think we'll be going back to our physical space in the new year. The one thing though, that I do have a challenge with, and if anybody else out there can maybe help me out with it is I miss my people, man. I miss my crew, you know, right. Girls. (laughs) And I miss seeing them every day. And just that, you know, hearing them laugh and the little things that we shared throughout the day. And I'm looking for ways to maybe make sure that we stay tight. Right. And we're able to have a cohesive group going forward without having that physical space. And I don't know, what do you think of this? What do you think of this idea? We've been kicking around the idea of a TikTok (laughs) for us, so that we can like, post our little TikTok moments and not for clients. Sure. But I know like some of the funny things that Lindsay says or does, or that Danny says or Dom says throughout the day or whatever, it would be sweet to be able to like have that pop up in my TikTok feed and see Dom doing a little happy, like we do our little like, right. I see. That's a great idea. I think, you know, but one of our coaches in our program, he likes to have his people in his team and he's got but yeah. in his office, but he can't right now. And yeah. so what they've been doing, this is new, is they actually been, everybody's been hanging out on Zoom. And so yeah. they, they're all there. And so they're the whole day and they're like, so he's like, and he's got a lots of volume. Like he's closing hundreds of yeah. mortgages. And so somebody's got a question that they just, they're solving it in real time. And they're not like- it's All day. Like they don't have a scheduled Zoom call. They just hang out. On they just hang out there all day. And it's like, hey, can we, I got a question. It's like, oh, okay, great. And, just, and so people are like, you know, they're having little, so I don't know if the, how that would work, but it's so far for him, this is a new thing he's been doing. It's been actually, he's quite enjoyed it. And it's because he's been able to like see them and, you know, That's have- a good idea. I'm going to try that, Scott, and see how- Yeah, so let me know how it goes. Because I, I, we, you know, I think that there might be something to that. So, okay, we talked about that. We talked about reviews and yeah. you have over 500 Google reviews. So we're not talking about like 20 reviews if you guys are listening to this. Like there's a lot of reviews. And then the last we talked about was the digital 
Welcome, Matt, which is awesome. Is there anything else that I should have asked you? Is there some, anything I should have been like, Sarah, I should have asked you. What you should is, have asked me this question. Um, I don't know. In our little pre-call, we talked a little bit about processes, tightening up processes and making sure that we've got some higher touch points. That has been more important than ever. I know that brokers have spent a lot of time talking about processes and making sure things are kept tight and consistency. I think in a digital world, that's become more important than ever and making sure we're doing things in the right order at the right time and in a way that customers feel good about participating in and don't feel overwhelmed. So yeah, we've tightened those up and just tried to figure out ways to show extra love at each step, but also not just the love, but also value in it. <laughs> you know, right, right. like how do we walk them down this path and make it still feel manageable and make people feel how thankful we are that they chose to work with us and implement those consistently through the whole process. So. Right. There's so like, honest to goodness, we, you and I could talk for hours. I feel like we only scratched the surface. We may have to do another yeah. one of these at some point yeah. because yeah, yeah. you guys, I'm, if you're listening to this, I'm, you have no idea the amount of nuance and stuff that Sarah does in her business to make it work. And we literally just, Tut, we just we flew past it at 30,000 feet. Like, and yeah. so, yeah, I've always been inspired chatting with you, sir. I love uh, these conversations. Where can people find you online? Mintmortgage.me. And at some point, we will have to figure out the new live feed thing. People used to be able to check in and see us in real time. live. Yeah, you used to have the Nest thing, right? Where people could... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in, uh, that's in our office there now. So, you know what? Maybe I'll put it in my home office. I'll just maybe move that. I'll go do that this weekend. Thanks, Scott. And just like, because that was that was a cool thing. People could literally just be like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're working on your mortgage. I yeah, remember messaging yeah. you guys and you're like, hey. So yeah, it was, was so was But yeah, you can always find me. Always find me at mintmortgage.me. You can also go check out Friendly. If anybody's out there, F-R-I-E-N-D-L-I-I dot C-A. We'll put the link in the show notes too. Okay, cool. And feedback on that site. I'm trying to make that one better too. So if anybody has any feedback there, that'd be swell. And yeah, I don't know. FaceTime, Facebook. I'm tragic on Facebook Messenger. Don't find me there actually. Don't message you on Facebook. You'll, you'll find me there, but I'll just be like wandering in the woods, meandering. And, and nobody will, you won't respond to anybody. the trail one day and be like, oh dang, Scott said hi. You know what? Facebook is like so addictive. I had to take it off my phone because I'm like, it literally knows every video that I want to watch. I'm like, oh, here's a boxing video. Here's a, like, it's just like so tailored to, yeah. it, they're so brilliant, you have, right? You love having your needs anticipated like I do. Yeah. It's like you scroll, how did you know? How did you know? It's like, it's amazing. Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation, sir. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It was good to talk to you again. Happy New Year.